Howdy and welcome back to the Let the Band Play Football. My name is Reen Mayhem, the voice of the Tiger Band Football League. I am joined this week by a whole smattering of tuba players. So let's just go down the line, have them introduce yourselves. Luke, we'll start with you. Welcome to the program. Uh, hi, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I am a second year player for the Silent Llamas. I'm the starting center and uh, go Llamas. Brennan, I know you've been wanting to come on the program for a while. Welcome aboard at last. Yeah, howdy, y'all. My name is Brennan. I'm also a second-year player for the Silent Llamas of the LSU Tubas, um, third-year tuba player, um, and I am starting right O-lineman. And then we have one of our dear equipment managers, Mr. Stephen Heron. Hello, Reem. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be here. Um, I... Uh... Just want to say thank you for this opportunity. I am a uh, starting left lineman for the Silent Llamas. Um, I think this is my second year as well on the Silent Llama team, if I remember correctly. But uh, I was quite the bench warmer last year, as I do recall. No comment. Um, we're also joined by sophomore Blake Bonnet. Hey, what's up? Good to be here. This is my first podcast. Uh... I'm a sub this year. It's my first time playing uh, Silent Llamas. Yeah, go Llamas. Yeah, that's 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 assistant head coach Blake Bonnet. Um, <laughs> Just stand by for the Bean Cast coming soon. The lastly, we're joined by the freshman Trey. Trey, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are y'all? Um, I'm I'm Trey. I'm a I'm a freshman tuba player. Um, I am the starting safety in Go Llamas. And uh, can Thank I just you, mention the, uh, the injured starting safety on IR? Yeah, moment of silence for Trey as he um, <laughs> heals up with a, what is it, a fractured ankle? Hairline fracture and a severe strain. Oof. Great, um, but we got to give it to Trey at the same time. Trey played with no hesitation, played with his heart on his sleeve all season. So I think uh, – I think Drumline was lucky that Trey wasn't out there that week. Oh, yeah. What'd you, oh, what'd you, sure. you got like what, two interceptions during the um, uh, TBP game? Uh, during the Dalpita Puff game, I I got one, which I stole from Steven, and then I got another one because the ball was tipped because of a linebacker in front. So, yeah. Nice. Fun times. Well, speaking of the – um, speaking of games that have happened, there have been three games that have occurred since we last were in your podcast feeds. Before I get too far into them, I do want to mention the woodwind Tal Beta Puff game has been postponed due to roster issues in that game. Not really quite sure what all is going on, but my understanding is the story involves some drunken rescheduling and roster management concerns on both sides of the ball. So seems about par for the course. From what I have heard was that Woodwinds and Mofones had 14 people and they still refused to play. And well, Tau Beta Puff had seven. Well, That's when, what I've, I've heard. When you have half the band to pull from, like the woodwinds and mellophones, it's just it's a shame when you can't uh, field the team together. Um, it's just it's you got to get better at recruiting. That's I mean, we, we 
we were missing some key players due to concerts and other things going on. Uh, our starting DN, who I believe is the best D lineman in the league, and I will say that right now on record, Parrish is a monster. But he had to leave halfway through. So our starting quarterback, being the team player that he has decided to play both sides of the ball. Yeah, that was a bold choice. Um, we're also missing Colby. Yeah. We're missing Trey yep. due to injury. We're missing yep. we're missing Park due to a Tory ACL. Yep. We're missing Connor due to the same we're, concert stuff. You know, important part of that rotation. Yeah. Yep. We had uh, it's just a lot of a lot of Gage had two broken ribs. Yep. Yeah. It's just... All right. Here we go. First game. Drumline, 38, Woodwinds, 14. Uh, Woodwinds played the drumline closer than the tubas did? I, I don't know what happened score, at this game. I don't well, think the uh, score told the story of the drumline tuba game, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, well, okay, so the Woodwind drumline game, I was one of the refs for it. And I will say, okay. it's, a, it's a lot harder than uh, it looks. Folks, that was my first time refing. Sorry for any missed calls <laughs> or whatnot, but um, it, it is hard to do. Um, I will say, I think from last time I saw the Woodwind Melophone team play was when the tuba scrimmaged them. They've gotten a whole lot better. They are now looking like a real team. Um, mm. and then Drumline, I think I think they just had an off day, and that's why mm. the score was so close. I feel like it uh. They, you know, really brought the heat later in the week against the Tubas, obviously. But I feel like that Maybe was they were looking day. past the Woodwinds, I would dare to say. We're looking oh, past it was a little bit of a look-ahead game. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a look-ahead game, and they almost got uh, they almost got shocked. But, uh, you know, whenever you have half the band to pull from and you can't bring together like a 30 or, let's see, we have what? I believe 23 people on the Tuba roster. Uh, I don't know. I know Drumline also has a pretty sizable roster, and then we all know the Trumpets have the biggest roster in Tiger Band Football League. And, and, whenever, also, you, and whenever you can't pull a full team together out of one section and then multiple sections in under the Woodwinds, you're it's you're not going to win very many games. And yeah. also, with the uh, Woodwind game, uh, you know wo- Woodwinds were doing most of the scoring in the second half drumline really went into the locker room and then that second half kind of just shut them out um a, a lot of uh i feel like um the woodwinds production and the woodwinds and mellows uh production was in the first half and then drumline went in that locker room changed something and uh just came out and uh actually you know started playing like they could yeah yeah i watched um yeah i was a, also a referee for that game and you know, Woodwinds, they came out strong. They scored the first touchdown of the game. And that was a surprise to I think everybody in attendance. It was um it was weird seeing the Woodwinds, you know, they were moving the ball very well against a mm-hmm. very good drumline team. Like this is a very good drumline team this year. Oh, um, very, like, very like good. You said, like somebody said, I think it was either Steven or Luke, um the drumline definitely seem like they were looking past the woodwinds which the woodwinds they kind of they you know they they showed up um against against the drum line and it was um you know 
it was a it was a shock to see that and also there was a lot of you know infighting with the drum line during that game that was weird to see the drum line um not on the same page um i remember the defense went for a two-point conversion during that game that was something that was very surprising very shocking for me to see was you know the defense going out there trying to score two uh, the drumline not able to convert a two point conversion until this until the fourth quarter. I think it was this was a it was a rough game for the drumline, but they you know we'll get into it later. They came back strong uh, that next week. All right, let's let's move ahead to that thirty five twenty eight last second thriller yet again from the tubas over the trumpets. Blake, I want to start with you. How did the tubas edge ahead of the trumpets in this game? Uh, mm. uh, not exactly sure. Uh, I believe Parrish did play O line right. Like mm-hmm. he did like, play O line in those final couple of snaps. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely did help. Oh, it helped. And, uh, I agree. And, and I think uh, it was uh during like you know halftime where I think we just kind of talked to you know not to you know. Like fight with each other too much. Like uh, I think I remember you like really hammering that point home. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was definitely it got really close, and uh, it seemed like it was gonna be a tie, but we managed to pull through. But uh, yeah, Trey, I know you may not want to necessarily think back to that game, but uh, you know, emotions can run high in games like that. How do you think emotions played a role in that game? So. The, the trumpets are really good about egging on on the sideline. They, because That's of their sure. numbers, they just... They have the have, loudest sideline. I will say that. <laughs> they, they were sitting there the entire time, just egging on everybody on the tuba sideline. Like, uh, one of our players, Jacob, he's a really good wide receiver. He's really quick, really good about getting downfield with the ball. Um, one of his, his girlfriend got a llama for us, one of the Fortnite novels. And we set it down on the sideline by the 50. We turn around, the line was gone. So everyone's bickering and fighting. Nerves were just slowly getting worse and worse. And throughout the game, it was just trying to keep ourselves level-headed and focused for the, for the actual game and not on the sideline. If we I could speak on Kool-Aid. Sorry. Well, Blake, you can go for it. Sorry, we, we did get a bottle of Kool-Aid out of it. So it's, it's like one to three. It was a warm bottle of Kool Aid, though. That I, I don't know if that if that was exactly evening the uh, evening the what had happened, but they had definitely taken it at some point, and I definitely think they crossed their uh, the fifty a couple times, which should have been a penalty of some sorts, or they should have gotten a warning or something. But uh, if I can speak on O line play for a minute, I think that first half, if we're all being honest with each other. We played really bad. We did not play our brand of football. We did not. We were, we were letting them pass. We were kind of giving up on plays, and we were getting frustrated with each other. I remember even me and Brennan have butting heads at some point, and yeah. and like me and Brennan outside of it are some were really really close and really really good friends, and so, but then that second half we went in the locker room and we looked at each other and we were like like we're we know we can beat these people. Like, like we showed, we showed it on a, a couple possessions in the first half. Then the second half, we came out and we just played our brand of football, which I believe is very 
smash mouth in your face. We're we're not afraid of you. We will we will come. We will push you back. We will stand in front of you. We're not going to be afraid of you. Which I think some of the rushing schemes from the league have been pretty interesting to face this year, especially the super wide uh, edge rushers. But it's it's been fun, and I think we came out and we played our brand of football the second half, which I think really really helped. And obviously, being able to sub in Parish in that last minute scenario really helped. Which, fortunately, we had to do because of penalties. But it's uh, penalties happen. We're all guilty of them. I know I certainly am, and I know I'm certainly not a perfect player. But we definitely came through in the end, engaged through uh, really really well that game, and entrusted Jacob, and Jacob went up and got it more times than I could count. Yeah, it's um, it's. You know the trumpets are really good. Like we talk a lot about Jacob on this on uh, for that game. Jacob is a very level-headed person, especially mm-hmm. during games. Like I I don't I can't remember the last time I saw Jacob lose his cool during a tight during a TBFL game, and um, <laughs> there were a couple of times he got in some people's faces and um, let loose a little bit. And you know whenever you have forty people on the sideline that don't play. It's easy to, uh, you know, talk smack, and um, just like let people have it, and like let and have the other team get on edge and stuff like that. But you know, I feel like we played really good. Like Luke said, we played our heart. We played our Smash Mouth game of football, which is evident by the amount of injuries we have. <laughs> but um, you know, we played well. We played really well against the Trumpets. I am proud of how we finished it's not how you start it's how you finish um which i think we were we've been tied going into halftime every game this uh this season including uh this past sunday against the drum line i think we've either been we either been tied going into the going into half or we've been down and we've been able to come back and that's something like i really I really appreciate and really just respect about us is that we're, we're, it's not how we start. It's how we finish. Yep. Yep. Well, well put, well put Steven drumline trumpets. When you're looking ahead to that matchup here in two weeks, what, what do you think is happening given how the trumpets played against the tubas? Um, look trumpets, they played their heart out. It was a rough, rough game. Um, I think the only one rougher was TBP, uh, especially on the line. Um, uh, those those two guys, those rushers, hung in there all game. It was a hard battle, but honestly, I think Drumline's the better team. They have uh, the offense pro- offensive production, I think, and that deep ball is just killer. I think it's uh, um, I, th- I think it's gonna Drumline's gonna win that one. one. I think they can also run after catch too a lot too because I, I definitely if I remember correctly, which correct me if I'm wrong, I was mostly on the sideline working on snaps or worrying about our stuff on offense. But I feel like a lot of times they were running short to medium routes against us once they figured out we were really trying to cover that deep ball going into the game, and they can run after catch. They they have two people that are incredibly fast. Long legs. Yeah, they it's. It's insane, but uh, honestly, I would dare to say Trumpet's D line is better than Drumline's D line. 
I feel All like right. I feel like trumpets gave us a way more difficult time than drumline and maybe drumline didn't have all their people there because i know hundo started the game but did not finish it so i don't know what happened there but he's a great player and i know he was definitely fighting me and steven's double teams really well so but i i just think the trumpets with their rotation is really really deadly they have they have four guys that can rush yeah i think I think the drumline, um, the thing that the drumline does really well is they do this kind of like send one man on right at the snap and then a delay rush um, for uh, the second lineman. I was on the uh, end of the delayed rush and I, and it's pretty good to like, it looks like that they're, you know, giving up on the, giving up on the rush. And then as soon as I bid on it, it was, uh, either like PJ or was uh, Adam just coming up and uh, and coming up and you know pressure engage and it was it's the drum line has a really good uh, D line but like Luke said I think that that wide edge rushing that the trumpets do and that like a lot of teams do in uh, TBFL. I think that's what gives the trumpets the edge over the uh, drum line is this what is the wide edge rushing because you know the trumpets have fast D linemen and it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to pick them up especially like they're also very like they move well especially but, Henry Henry's a big dude and moves well for his yeah. size and he's but, fast yeah which I don't props think... to Brennan for uh, for stepping up that second half yeah. and uh, and holding down Henry while me and Steven handled the other side of the line. Yeah, like I, I feel like drumline, I feel like the trumpets do have a better D-line, but I don't think it's going to matter uh, going into Budafish because, you know, drumline can get the ball off. And once they get the ball off, like Braden is going to smoke you. Uh, Peyton's going to smoke you. It's going to be, it is, they're fast. And there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. They have the speed and they are going to get the, they're going to get the yardage no matter what. It's really just a contained game. If you can keep them in front of you and minimize the damage, I think you can win. But, but they just have athletes on both sides of the ball and they, and they're all smart in the game. None of them are, None of them are dumb with the way that they play football. Everyone, every move is calculated and is for a reason. Yeah, they're really good about right. everything in general. We we've been talking about a lot, a lot a lot about this drumline team. Let's talk about their fifty-seven twenty-eight win over this team. It was rough. I don't know if anyone's really excited to talk about this one, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, to put it to, to put it as the TikTok does, two buzz. What happened? What happened uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought no, it was that's 28. That's what I heard. I, heard I thought it was 52 to 28 as well. They definitely got some more touchdowns in after after it was called on the sideline because there was a lot of people on the sideline saying a bunch of stuff. Someone said 60, someone said 70, and I know it wasn't going to be a 70-40 game like last year. So, um. Whatever the score was, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to the O line of the LC two was. I think we only gave up like what one sack 
or two sacks maybe. Um, we were we we carried over our game plan from the trumpet game to the drumline game, and we played really well. I, you know, I think that if you're gonna give a game ball to somebody from the Cubas, I think it's gonna be the uh, the uh, uh, Silent Llama drumline, giving Gage time to make those plays, and yeah. Yeah, I think part of it just comes down to, you know, there were some plays left on the field where we could have gained yardage and just didn't, right? And, yeah. you know, and it's I like that. And I then... definitely have to take a couple of blames for I think I messed up one snap, maybe two. Uh, and that's definitely my fault. So, uh, yeah, Tracy and then you have your defense going on the field faster, which, yeah, which makes is, it harder for them to – It makes it harder. Yeah. So, uh, defense, mm-hmm. defense, I really think, for the most part, played really good, especially – I have to give props to Gage. Even though Gage had a couple interceptions in offense, he he was on both sides of the ball with two broken ribs. Uh, I could not have done that. I definitely could not have done that. So, props to Gage playing his heart out. And, like, he, he really went into that game probably already knowing he had broken ribs. I'm sure he already knew. Uh, and just decided not to go get it checked out because it's Gage. Uh, and so, but props to him for still playing that game. Like he wanted, he wanted that win badly. He wanted, he wanted to show out and, uh, props to Gage for that. And also there was some penalties, uh, that weren't Hmm. called. Yeah, um, I figured we were going to talk about this eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, some hold up, Ree Mayhem. What's your opinion on the calls this uh, this weekend as as head coach of the Silent Llamas? Who have have you announced the big announcement yet? Not yet, but Not yet. Um, I will say, I will say first, the league's got to figure it out when it comes to consistent officiating, right? I mean. This game was not consistent officiating. We had – talk all you want about the holding calls that were missed. You had officials missing three-man rush penalties. Like, that's yeah. that's unacceptable. That's a that's a player safety concern. Um, to what Luke alluded to, as many folks know, this is my last season with the Fighting Silent Llamas um, because – Going back to, well, actually, we'll see where I go next. Um, this is my last season with them. As 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 listeners, I'm sure, are aware, I, uh, I am a senior. I am graduating in six weeks. Hooray. We're going to get someone taught to continue this podcast. This podcast yeah, someone, will live on. Yeah. Someone's taking over. Let the band play football. Do, do not worry. So, someone will be taking it over. Uh, I mean, I've, I think Jude Como could yeah, be a great host be if, if I would have People are to, saying. If I would people have are to saying. Host any – or uh, suggest anybody. People are saying Jude Como is, uh, you know, he's – he has a standing invite already to the show. He may as well take it over, right? Um, <laughs> but what, uh, what calls do you think were missed the most in the game? Sunday. There was there was just a blown three man rush illegal formation on the defense call, and then just holding was not being called on any offensive line for any reason. And oh, there was I no. think one one pi call on Jason that yeah. then like comparable stuff was not called pi. Like 
it's not even like a matter of like blown calls. It's half a matter of blown calls. It's also half a matter of just consistency. And yeah, uh, yeah I totally agree. The calls I, were just super inconsistent. Like I remember Gage got a PI call for I think barely nothing, but Brandon, yep. who I love Brandon to death. But, but uh, it was the first time on D line. He was like popping people in the mouth. He really uh-huh. shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, uh-huh. He should have been called on um, unnecessary roughness, but just wasn't. Um, and it happened a couple times. Like it, just consistency. You, you have to know what you're looking out for when you're. You know, I mean, it's I, a player safety it. issue. If there it is, it is a player safety issue. And when you yeah. aren't like, I feel like. This is just quick off the top of my head uh, fix is, you know, just get commissioner of the league, say, this is what this looks like. This is how you call it. This is what this looks like. And just, you know, Mm. have like a baseline or like to know what you're really looking for, because in the heat of it, it is hard. And so not having a conversation or like a base knowledge of, you know, outside of, you know, what you see college and NFL doing, um, it's hard to really tell when you're out there, what is holding and what isn't, and, you know, mm-hmm. what is PI and what's not. It, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. like, uh, yep. uh, I know in, like, the trumpet and the Talvita Puff game for us, I have this move that I tend to use that tends to put people on the ground, which I can understand why it would be an issue, but it hadn't been called for a penalty all year and then got called for a penalty in our – probably the biggest game for us being the drum line. Yep, easily. And it was it was a little frustrating cuz I was like I've used this all year. At least tell me like after like hey, not cool. Don't do this. And I would have been like, "Okay, this is totally fine. I understand. I'm not going to throw a hissy fit and, and act like I'm the greatest athlete ever." Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but just a, just a tough just, Yeah, it was just a tough week and props to the drum yep. line. Drum line's got a great team. They're, oh, hands they're down. really, really good, hands down. Uh, but you know, I think, I think the score doesn't necessarily tell the story because I think going yeah. into halftime we were down one, and then it yep. just kind of got out of control after that. Just a couple of uh, messed up plays and missed opportunities on our part. Yeah, and a couple of. Just really good plays by the drum line. You got to give it to them for that. You, we can't say it's all on us. We can't act like we beat ourselves. The drum line definitely beat us that week. So. And like another thing is like we definitely are dogging on the referees from our game on Sunday. I hold no ill will towards those um, refs. Oh no, no, like, not at all. Henry it's was it's way harder than it we was. didn't find out. We didn't find out that he was refing until like 9 a.m. on Sunday. So and like one guy showed up and had to be a ref, I believe. Yeah. It's I like, you know, I've been officiating different sports, including flag football, since like eighth grade. Officiating is not an easy thing to do, no, right? Knowing all the rules, enforcing them fairly, and enforcing them consistently is a really tough thing to do. And it's even harder when you put someone in that situation right before. And, and I think... I, I think just a little bit of coordination might might go a long way. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, I don't think something that energy. could also. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trey. Go ahead. I don't because um, obviously I'm a freshman. I don't know how it worked in years past, but don't don't the referees like 
have like a handbook to look at throughout the game or like beginning of the season like there's please be looking out for these things try to you know understand like this is band kids still playing flag football so make sure you know safety is number one at the end of the day you know yeah things like that but there is a rule book but it's not like a full like ncaa level rule book <laughs> yeah obviously i mean we're we're all bang kids at the end of the day let's let's call it what yeah. it is uh and i think something that could help like lessen kind of the i guess like judgment towards like what i guess higher up people are doing like commissioner and stuff like that would be maybe not having the commissioner as part of the section i'm not saying that any foul play is going on i'm not trying yeah. to say that at all. Caleb has done a great job. Like, Caleb does a good job separating those hats. He you does. Know? He does. Yeah. But I think, I think a lot of people will go to that first mindset of, "Hey, this is this is a problem because he's in this section, so it's unfair." Make make someone who isn't in this in on a team who wants to do commissioner but doesn't want to be. Uh, a part of a team because maybe they don't feel like getting injured as much as the two of us do. Uh, well, Luke, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off here real quick. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pick the two games this weekend here in a second. I, I have a hunch we're gonna have a unanimous pick on one of those games. But speaking of the commissioner, I have breaking news from the commissioner himself. I'm gonna play the audio into the microphone, and we're gonna hope hope everyone can hear it. Here we go. I stand before the league today with my head held heavy, but my hope brighter than ever. In my tenure here as one of the last standing commissioners of TBFL, I've witnessed really great teams, really great players, and really great plays. I've seen tons of passion, tons of excitement, tons of anger, and tons of champions. A league of champions. <laughs> in my time here, I've been blessed to be on the most winningest team in league history, that being the drumline, only dropping one game ever in 2020. But my time here has come to a close, and before the last few games of the season, I am stepping down as commissioner of TBFL. Following me will be reigning Rookie of the Year, Mr. Braden Ibert. If you have any questions of this matter, please refer them to my secretary, Tim Marquess. It's been great, and I look forward to seeing how this league progresses. Commission out. All right, listeners, so while we were listening to that recording that I have added to the show in full hopefully big picture takeaways caleb vedros out as commissioner was resigning probably more retiring i think caleb like myself is up for graduation here if not december and may um brayden ibert to take over drumline dynasty in the commissioner's office continues panel let me get your reaction steven i'll start with you um you know i think you know, thank you, Caleb. I think he's done great as commissioner. Um, I th I'm sure Braden will do a good job. But um, I'm 
not unhappy, but I'll say I'm a little disappointed that the drumline dynasty of commissioners is continuing. I would have loved to see some outside options, you know, off the top of my head. I think Jude, if he would have wanted the job, uh, would have been a great commissioner. I'm not entirely sure what the uh, succession process is with the commissioner, but I mean, I feel like some other people, as, lo as long as some other people were discussed other than just drumline i think it's okay um but no i think Braden will do a great job and i have complete faith in him yeah i don't think a lot of confidence of, there from steven heron i don't think any of us are upset that it's Braden. i don't think any of us are going to you know get mad that Braden's taking no. over i just no, think that be great i i i know Braden's gonna do a great job yeah but you know is was anybody else considered that's my thing was anybody else like hell i would have taken over as commissioner if need be but you know it's it's one of those things where if you know that it's gonna go to the drum it's to a drumline person like just say it don't <laughs> don't uh hold it don't like I don't know. Don't keep us, you know, in in the waiting because like we all, I I knew Caleb was going to step down after the season. I think all of us pretty much. I think we all did. Yeah. I think we all knew. I think we all knew that it was going to happen. But you know, it could have been talked. We could have talked to other people. Like I said, I would have. I would have stepped up. Um, I know Jude probably would have. Um, I would have, and I would have stepped away from the Silent Llamas. I mean, yeah, it's it could we like there could have been something done other than another drumline person in it. And like, yeah. like, like we were all saying, like Braden's going to do a great job. I'm not worried yep. about Braden doing a crappy job. I know he's going to do great. It's just a thing of somebody else could have been considered. I, well, let me throw this out here and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the new commissioner takes, takes my suggestion here, or, or if y'all take my suggestion here which is having a commissioner is important commissioner helping to run scheduling, helping to deal with, you know, um, possible forfeitures, making sure people are like actually playing the games they're supposed to be playing all that kind of thing. Really important, but maybe it's time to also have a head referee that comes from a team. That's not the drum line that doesn't play. And that, either is officiating or kind of just there to help supervise the officials for every game. Want to kind of get y'all's opinion on that. I think having or roping in, uh, or at least like training the drum major, he's supposed to be impartial. If he can mm. make it on Sundays, I feel uh, like that would be a fair head referee that is supposedly unbiased and that can, you know, make those tough decision calls and be impartial be consistently trained know the actual rule bug and know what to look out for so it's not just you know props to henry i think he did a good job and you know it's hard refereeing but not waking up at nine in the morning like oh my god i have to referee today yep yep i think uh, and like uh, i'm okay with it being a drumline person if it is a drumline person who does that who takes on that role but impartiality is the is the name of the game folks like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you know i don't think that a if a drumline person decides to step up and play and become head ref i don't think they're gonna screw us out of a game 
I think that's yeah. the least that's the least of my concern. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think yeah. that would happen either. And somebody but, coming yeah. from a te- from a from a section that actually plays coming in and becoming head ref and screwing over the other teams. That's not and- I don't think that's gonna happen. I just think that like you know hot take. I don't think we need a commissioner for a flag football game with a bunch of band nerds. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think it could be a team captains thing where all the team captains come together and make like the rules together um, or do all this stuff, do all the stuff that a commissioner does. Uh, I think that that could be simply streamlined to where there is no, where there is no question of, um, of subjectivity. There is no, it's everybody coming together to become like a board of commissioners or something like that. Mm, we, mm, it's mm. nothing like we don't have to have a commissioner for banners playing flag football. I think that's <laughs> my take on it. As um, give, give it what you want with that. Take it with a grain of salt, but that's just my opinion on it. If I can interject. Hey. Yeah, go ahead, Luke. And then I'll, I'll hop in here. All right. Uh, I think Caleb did a great job. Uh, yep. I don't. I think we can all agree on that, and I think we all can agree that Braden will do a great job. Uh, but I do agree that, like, I think it should m- try to be someone impartial, and like, I believe Braden will be. So I don't believe it'll be a problem. And if he is, I believe we'll all see that way early on, and we can figure out where to go from yeah. there. But uh, I kind of agree with the uh, with the idea from Brendan that we should have more of like a board of commissioners or like a board of captains where, and then having maybe a head of that, that kind of like makes the deciding vote if it becomes tied or something like that, or things of that sort. Well, to, to like, be fair, that that is largely the system we currently have, right? Where there is a like kind of captain's group chats, like Jude, I and Gage are in that for the tuba team. Um, and Caleb, but but having that one point person who like can make decisions is really important because you end up with a situation like we had last Sunday where the Woodwinds and Talbot Puff aren't looks like aren't going to play and Caleb is able to step in and go look you all need to decide in the next five minutes what we're doing or both your teams get credited with a loss and like having someone who's able to do that is important for the league but then a lot of decisions like whether or not we did the 80 yard field was a kind of like captain's vote and whether or not we did 15 or 10 yard first downs was a captain's vote. And so, you know, I, I think there's some important balance there behind the scenes that does exist, but I, I do think having that one point person is a, is a helpful um, phenomenon in our league. Well then let's continue that. Then I, t- I take back my statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's continue that. I love it then. And okay. uh, my thing is, is my really thing the officiating this year, I think the league has gone pretty smooth. Yeah. Brennan? My point with getting rid of the commissioner role, what, like, mm-hmm. we could, like, the captains could have come together and set and told TBP and the Woodwinds, like, what are we going to do? Or you guys get face a loss. Sure. We don't sure. need a point person to say, uh, okay, do this, do that, or you guys are going to get lost. We could have had all the team captains who and all meet together and say this. We don't need – because, like, you know, like it or not, a commissioner who plays 
will lead to talks of partiality talks of subjectivity yep and you know like i said i i know braden's gonna do a great job i know braden is I, like braden is you know braden's a good pick braden is not somebody who is going to screw anybody over but the the thought is in people's heads of uh of a commissioner who has partiality so i think that we get if we take that out of the picture and just create the team captains as the commissioners that would you know get rid of that partiality it's all the team captains coming together for every decision it's not just one guy saying this that and the other and yeah that gets rid of like it just gets rid of the idea of 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 being subjective all right all right enough about the esoteric nature of the league things moving forward all that kind of stuff let's pick some games let's start with the game that um i don't think is going to be unanimous on the panel the tau beta puff trumpet game trey who wins um so going back to when they first played i'm pretty sure that was week zero if i'm not mistaken um it was an 0 and 7 game with a touchdown literally in the last minutes and we both we've all seen the progression of this team really both teams to be exact especially the trumpets and tau beta puff they've really worked on defense at least in the trumpets case they've worked on figuring out all the people making sure that they have the people because in week zero there was like no one in comparison to what they normally have so I, I really think it's going to come back down to that same scenario, maybe one or two touchdowns separating them, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but I, I see Tau Beta Puff coming up in that game. I also right. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 hey. As the Reese Davis of this podcast, I will go down the line. For picks, Blake. Yeah. Who who wins? Who Talbot Tal Puff or Trumpets? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure about the first team. Uh, I haven't heard too much about them, but uh, about the Trumpets. Uh, I mean, they seem like they're doing pretty good. Like, um, I mean, the other team. Uh, I mean, what other games have they had so far? Right. Uh, the the Tau Beta Puff team, the the trombones and woodwinds, we we played them. Uh, right. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Sorry, my bad. Or trombones right. and baritones. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, right, right. Yeah, sorry, I just didn't recognize by the name. My bad. Uh, I mean, we didn't really have too much trouble with the the trombones and baritones, but uh, like you said, Trey, they've gotten better since then, yeah. But uh, uh, like we only beat like them by just... one point. Oh, oh, tr- oh, trombones. I mean, yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, still did better, like uh, there than, than the trumpets. I mean, the trumpets we barely won. It also, yeah. I feel like yeah. that was a hard game in general, like trumpets. So who wins? I believe trumpets would win. I don't know. Okay. All right, Stephen. Who wins? Top eight power for trumpets. Um, I think. It depends on if Trumpets can capitalize on Tau Beta Puff getting gassed, right? 
with mm-hmm. only seven or eight people to play. Um, if, you know, I think Tau Beta Puff is a harder team to play than the Trumpets. Um, just in my experience in that game. Um, I think if Tau Beta Puff can come out swinging and play like they did against us and find the energy to keep that going for a whole game, I think Tau Beta Puff wins. If they get gassed in the second half and Trumpets can capitalize that on that, I think Trumpets win. Um, so it's, it's going to come down to how they play. But um, if I'm forced into a wall, I think it's going to be Trumpets. Brennan, Tau Beta Puff for Trumpets. Um, with Trumpets have that, like I said, Trumpets have a really good D-line. Uh, trumpets can move the ball well. But TVP can also move the ball pretty well. They have Rafe. Rafe is just really good. Um, I see, like, today, if you if I have to say mine today, I'm going to go with TVP. I think TVP can pull up the upset, and I think TVP can Okay, Tommy Puff. Thank you, Brennan. Luke, who wins? Tommy Puff or the uh, Trumpets? Talbeta Puff in the upset. Uh, all right, all right. I'm, I'm looking at one. I'm looking at one very particular matchup. I'm looking at Rafe at cornerback versus uh, the Trumpets super tall wide receiver. I cannot remember his name. If anyone does, please remind me. Uh, but they both tall, athletic, fast. It's going to be an interesting matchup to watch because I know us playing uh, trumpets. He gave us hell. He caught it over some of our players, and they're the trumpet QB just kind of put the ball where it needed to be for for their wide receiver to go make a play. But I think Tau Beta Puff pulls off the upset. I think Tau Beta Puff's line is way more aggressive than probably the trumpets have seen besides probably our line. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. All right, let's 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 pick the other game. I, I think I know how everyone's going on this, but uh, Tubas Woodwinds, Luke, who wins? Tubas. Brennan, who wins? I think if we play like we played against uh the drum line, I think we could put a seventy burger up on on the Woodwinds. And if Woodwinds can feel the team, I still think we'll put 70 on them. All right. All right. Evan, we heard you week one. We heard you. Even who wins? Tubas or or Woodwinds? Uh, Obviously, I'm going to say Tubas. Um, If we play the Woodwinds, that is is still a big if. Uh, (laughs) There it is. They they didn't show up last time, pulling from half the band. Um. That's still that's still like that gets me every time. How do you you have half the band to pull from and yet can't field the team? Um, <laughs> yep. But if we play the Woodwinds, we're I think it's not gonna be a close game. Um, obviously you prepare and you play your heart out, no matter if it's you know drum line or you know the Woodwinds. But uh, I think uh, I, th- I wholeheartedly think we're gonna win. Trey, two or Woodwinds. I will be quoting Jude Como on this one. They will win no games. No games. All right. There it is. All right, Blake, last but not least, who wins? Tubas or Woodwinds? 
بس All right, well, thank you all for tuning in. As always, please reach out if you'd like to be on the show. Like, subscribe, rate, whatever it is you do with podcasts. Um, let the band play football. That's that's the show. That's how it goes. That's That's what we do. Podcasting.